Hey guys, welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You. As usual, we have a lot of news going on, seeing as it is Monday, so here we go. All right, first little bit here is, it's almost ironic what I'm about to tell you guys. Um, Idaho legislators had to halt their session until April due to a COVID outbreak. Now, keep in mind, I'm sure you guys all saw that in Boise, everyone was burning their masks because Idaho was open again. Well, legislators had to halt their session until April due to COVID. The irony. Uh, another one, ironic. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Alanis Morissette here. Mar-a-Lago is partially closed due to, you guessed it, a COVID outbreak. Ironic. Here we go again. Miami. Okay, Florida, it's open, it's ready to go. Had to set an 8 p.m. curfew and is in a state of an emergency due to COVID. I don't know if you guys have seen the photos, but Miami is a massive hotspot right now because everyone is partying and everyone is shouting COVID is over. And so there you go. They've had a state of emergency in Miami-Dade County, 8 p.m. curfew, spring break is happening full throttle. So there you go. President Biden has signed an $86 million contract with hotels to hold migrants that have crossed the border in Texas and Arizona. $86 million contract. So we got something of a problem going on here. Um, President Biden is also, this is, I thought this was a fake news story when I read this. He's punishing those who are admitting to using marijuana, not currently, but before in their life. So it's not like they passed, they failed the drug test. I could see that. However, no, no, no. He's going around and asking, and some people are being honest, and they're getting punished, and some have been fired um, due to marijuana use. So that's a little bit of a conflicting situation happening as Democrats are actively trying across the nation to decriminalize marijuana. And here it is, you're losing your job. Again, it's not like they failed drug tests. This is, yeah, I used it. Um, so that's interesting. I'm going to get into a little bit more of that later. So keep going here with me. Um, Putin is restarting his Ukraine conflict as issues with President Biden blow up here. So as you guys, I don't know if you remember, but under the Obama administration, Putin literally tried to take over Ukraine. And I'm not like exaggerating. He literally tried to take over Ukraine and uh, went on for two months, three months, four months. And um, Obama finally got involved, halted it, and it's been halted somewhat ever since. And now Putin is like, okay, and he's testing Biden since they seem to have some sort of weird dance going on. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, President Biden's inaugural priest is under investigation for impropriety. Um, the guy who like swarm, you know, was swarm in and the whole thing. I mean, not swarm in, but was there to oversee the inaugural address and all of that. So interesting. All I can say is, well, 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 you guys have changed your mind on Dianne Feinstein because Dianne Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, has sent out a press release and says that she is open to filibuster talks, which she has never said before. She is a woman of Senate traditions. So she said she's worried that things will not be able to get accomplished, the things that she's been trying to get accomplished the handful of years. She can't even get a conversation with people. And she's terrified of what that means for the Senate. And as much as she respects the Senate traditions, she is open to have 
talks about changing the filibuster. So now everyone's like, oh, fine signs the best and fine signs. Really? Okay. Whatever you guys want to say. Um, GOP Congressman Tom Reed of New York is accused of sexual misconduct by a former lobbyist back in 2017. He, of course, the reason people know him is that he has danced around with a possible run in 2022 um, against Como if Como lasts that long. So now he's under the microscope. Um, this woman said they were at a bar. It was it was after an event. They went to a bar, her and his staff, um, which is very normal in the lobbyist world. And he got extremely drunk and he put his hand under her shirt and a couple other things happened. She told multiple people along the years and so this is not like some new story that, that they're trying to create to stop Tom Reed from taking on Como. This is should get the same attention that the Como stories are getting, all in one, one for all. Um, the DNC is reporting that they had their best ever February fundraiser in a non-presidential year. So that's exciting. That can help with a lot of down-ballot tickets. Um, we have a new DNC, head of the DNC who, of course, is known for running against Lindsey Graham and raising the most money in the history um, of any Senate race. So he is running, calling the shots now, and clearly he's doing his job accurately. Um, one in six adults in America have now officially been vaccinated, so that's a step in the right direction. Um, Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut recently visited the border, Mexico and America, of course, and he said he had to fight back tears because of how bad it is down there. So if a Democrat senator is saying it, I would say we've got some type of problem here, guys, and we can't just ignore it. I know that a lot of people right now are getting annoyed because they feel like too much emphasis is going on the border stuff and not enough is going on on Biden's achievements. But I say, welcome to being president of the United States. That's what happens when you're president of the United States. Even on your best day, 51% of the country is 51 to about 40... 45 to 51% of the country is always going to be upset with something you're doing. So that's what comes with the territory. We deal with it and we move on. Um, 40 lawmakers led by Senator, Senator Menendez of uh, New Mexico is calling on President Biden to officially recognize the Ottoman Empire's Armenian genocide. It's never been recognized by any president. Um, president Obama kind of danced around with that idea, but he was worried of a battle with Turkey, who is, quote unquote, our ally. So that outweighed recognizing the Armenian genocide. So we shall see. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope here in Los Angeles, when it's the anniversary of the Armenian genocide, you see all kinds of Armenians, proud Armenians driving around with Armenian flag. And um, so it's devastating what happened to those people. So I hope that President Biden does the right thing. Um, Julia Letlow won her husband's seat literally this weekend. Um, he, of course, was a congressman who passed from Louisiana due to COVID. So she won his seat, no surprise there, 5th district, district in Louisiana. That's what I expected to happen. So there we go. Senator Durbin believes he is close to getting the votes needed for the DREAM Act. The DREAM Act, of course, is making DACA law. So I pray that he's telling the truth here and he's not just doing Sunday show talk. You know, and just so everyone remembers, you do need 60 votes. So he needs six. He, he's saying he's close to 60. I don't know who he's got, um, especially with this crisis at the border right now. It's going to be a hard, hard sell. 
even though the program works, it's not something that costs Americans a ton of money. Um, it's successful, but it's going to be a hard sell. So hopefully Senator Durbin is telling the truth on that. The um, DHS secretary has said, period, point blank, on all the Sunday shows, and he did a couple of them, that the border is closed, do not come, has set in stone, this is what we're saying now because we have a crisis on our hand. So it's a little bit of a conflict from what President then-candidate Biden was saying during the election. He was saying, kind of come and we'll help you. And so now we're saying we can't let any more in, even though the... White House is saying unoccupied minors will still be taken care of. So right now we have 5,000 unoccupied minors, migrants, who uh, are just hanging out, uh, which is why he opened the Dallas Convention Center. He now has the hotels. So what are we going to do with these children? A lot of foster parents are stepping up and taking on these migrant children. But right now we have 5,000 in our custody and they keep coming. So... We'll see. Um, the co-founder and CEO of Texas Roadhouse tragically died from suicide after suffering from unbearable COVID symptoms is what his family is saying. Now, the reason he's so important is that he is known for giving up his bonus and his base salary to continue to pay his chain workers during COVID. He was one of the only CEOs of a massive company that did that. So it's pretty tragic that a guy like that got taken down by COVID and he was doing the right thing during COVID. Um, LeBron James is out for the season due to a bad sprain. I don't really care about that, but I'm sure some of you guys really do. Um, let's just be honest. He's just playing until his son comes and plays with him and then he'll retire. So there you go. <laughs> um, March Madness has begun. Exciting. We all have our brackets. We all are excited. I'm sure you guys saw all of the drama with the March Madness women's. There's also a women's tournament in basketball going on at the exact same time. And they, a young girl from University of Oregon came out with a TikTok and was like, look at our weight, weight room versus their weight room. It was literally dumbbells and yoga mats versus an entire gym of weights. Um, and their food was completely different. Their swag that they got from NCAA was completely different. Um, so that got a lot of attention. So then Dick's Sporting Goods came out and supplied them with a brand new gym. And they got it. And NCAA is taking credit. But it wasn't. It was Dick's Sporting Goods. So if you need Sporting Goods, buy from there. Because they also were the people who instantly, when I think Parkland shooting happened, they stopped selling guns instantly. Um, and that's a big take because they make a lot of money from the guns. So that being said, please support the women's double NCA as well. They are just as remarkable as the men, all young talent, all who will probably go on to play for the WNBA, play overseas. It's exciting. It's a, But the only way things will change with women's sports and being recognized equal to men's sports is if we all support them. I get that it's exciting watching the men because it's all the brackets and the, but these women are pretty great too. So let's be the change. Let, let's stop this narrative. Enough is enough. This has been going on long enough. So um, I am very proud of that young girl speaking out because she changed the entire narrative. And that's all it takes, you guys. That's all it takes. And how I want to end this is something that when I read it, I could not believe this. And I wasn't the only one. Kylie Jenner, who we all know, right? Kylie Jenner. 
Uh, her makeup artist got into a horrific car accident. Thankfully, he survived. He's also the makeup artist of a lot of young Hollywood. Amelia Ham- Hamill, Hamill, I can't think of, uh, Harry Hamlin's daughter, Elisa Rinna's daughter. All young Hollywood, he does. So he has all of these medical bills. Kylie Jenner posted his GoFundMe that his family is having to raise $60,000 for for his his medical bills. Now, this woman is worth like a billion dollars. She's literally a billionaire from that Kylie with her cheap-ass makeup that's not even good. Um, But she's a billionaire. And this guy needs $60,000. She posted that she gave $5,000. Bella Thorne gave $5,000. So she had the audacity to post the GoFundMe instead of just saying, you know what? I can just pay this. He's my makeup artist. I don't know. If I was that rich and my makeup artist, my hair my hair girl, any of that had an issue like that, I would be like, you know what? That's a drop in the bucket. I'm just going to pay it. But she had the audacity to post on her GoFundMe and ask her fans who are normal people who aren't billionaires to help pay for his medical bills when she can pay in a second. And let me just tell you, when, when you're in that environment, your makeup artist, your hair girl, your assistant, they become like your family. So, I mean, it's not like she's just randomly paying for someone's medical bills. No, this is someone who does her makeup, which I'm guessing he probably does her makeup every single day because girlfriend ain't doing her own. So she had the audacity to post the GoFundMe, and thankfully I'm not the only one saying, what the? So let's get into one more story real quick, shall we? All right, so there has been a couple, a handful of states now that have legalized marijuana all the way through. And decriminalized it and all that jazz. And it's fantastic. Way to go. So just so we can start here, 15 states and Washington, D.C. have fully legalized pot in every which way. Decriminalized, legalized, everything. You're good to go. Six states, it's fully legal but not decriminalized. So if you still get caught with it, you can still technically go to jail. The rest have either decriminalized or allow medical marijuana. So we're at least, all 50 states, there's at least some way that weed is becoming more and more like acceptable, except for Idaho, Oklahoma, and one other state. I can't think of it. There's like three states (laughs) where it's like totally illegal, no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, My parents live in Idaho, and when Colorado first legalized marijuana, the police officers, the state troopers of Idaho used to look for Colorado license plates so they can pull people over to make sure they weren't bringing weed into Idaho. So there's still a couple states, but for the most part, we're moving in the right direction. 40,000 Americans currently are locked up just for marijuana, just for marijuana, which is insane. 40,000 Americans still to this day. So even though Every, a lot of states have decriminalized marijuana, which is amazing because people getting locked up for weed is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, it's still illegal federally. So federally, you can still get locked up, meaning if you are in Washington, Colorado, California, Washington, D.C., you're smoking weed, whatever, out in the public because it's legal, just like booze and cigarettes, Um, If a federal officer sees you, he can still arrest you, he can still try you, and put you in jail. So that's why the numbers are still really high, which is why it's really important to get to a point where we can make a federal law saying decriminalize, at the very least, decriminalize marijuana. 
So since some states and also some states have not decriminalized it, like I said, Idaho, Oklahoma, very, very red states want nothing to do with decriminalizing it. But you know what's really great about legalizing marijuana is the amount of money that it brings to your state. And you can decide what you're going to do with that money. So like an an example in um, California, a portion of that money goes to that they make from taxes off of selling marijuana, just like any other product in the state. There's taxes on it, state taxes on it. A portion goes to schools. A portion goes to, I think, like rehab centers, state-run rehab centers. A portion goes to um, cleaning up the state. But that still leaves a ton of money because I'm here to tell you that last year in California, they received over a billion dollars in taxes just from marijuana. So it's a smart decision all around. You decriminalize, you're taking out people who shouldn't be in prison um, because they sell marijuana or because they smoke marijuana or they're caught with marijuana, whatever it is, they shouldn't be in prison. That's the last place that they should be in. So you're getting them out of the prison system and you're making a ton of money off of it. So it's an easy way to not only gain taxes galore, but it'll keep people out of the system, which is great, which is what we're trying to work towards, or at least we're saying we're trying to work towards. Here's a little funny intake. It's not funny, but it's like interesting. Alcohol, which has been legal since the end of Prohibition, it takes 95,000 people a year. That is not including drunk drivers. That is just people who die of alcoholism, alcohol poisoning, 95,000 people a year. 11,000 are from drunk drivers. So you're looking at over 100,000 people who get killed based on alcohol. And alcohol is fully legal. You can go to Louisiana, you can go to New Orleans, and you can have alcohol walking on the street. Las Vegas, you have alcohol walking on the street. You go to every CVS, grocery store, booze galore. There's more ads for alcohol in magazines than probably anything else. And it takes over 100,000 lives a year. So Oxycontin, which you get from your doctor, it takes 15,000 people per year just on Oxycontin alone. People who overdose on Oxy. Again, fully legal. So... I mean, the thing is with alcohol is that the only way you go to jail with alcohol is if you're driving drunk and you're or you're disorderly in public or, you know, but with weed in some states and if a federal officer stops you, you can go to jail right away just for even having marijuana. And marijuana, by the way, is not it it doesn't kill people. People don't overdose from marijuana. I looked up and down. There's not cases of people overdosing on marijuana. There's not cases of people, you know, people when they drive, yes, just like a drunk driver. And that would be if it was federally passed, there would have to be a system of how do we test people to see if they're high, you know, if we legalize it the same way that we do booze, um, because that's obviously extremely important. But I just think that we're, it's 2021, All of these states have now legalized it because they're recognizing that it's not the problem they think it is, that they turned it into, let's be honest, with the war on drugs in the 70s of saying, oh, no, that stuff's so bad. 
Where when you look at other things that are on the market that are legal, like Oxy, which is highly addictive, and a lot of those people can't afford Oxy, so then they turn to heroin because they're all um, opiates. But alcohol and the thousands and thousands of lives it takes, and it's legal, no problem. And the only way, like I said, people end up in jail for those is if they get caught, you know, um, selling them illegally like Oxy or, you know, drunk driving or any of that. So I just think, isn't it time that we have a real conversation about federally legalizing marijuana? And then we can do the research that we need to do to find out how much can be the legal limit. How We can't do any of that until it's federally passed. And I just think of all of the people who can be saved from going to jail. You know, 40,000 Americans are locked up just for marijuana right now. So first step is decriminalize in all 50 states. And next step would be to fully legalize it. Um, and that'll be tough because of states like Idaho, Oklahoma, Texas, even they have very strict laws. Um, but I think that it could be done in my lifetime. I think of how quickly we've gotten to this point. But let me just tell you, the states where it's legal, you're not seeing people overdose from it because you can't. And you're not seeing people overly abuse. You're, you're making a lot of money is what you're doing. And you're keeping people out of prison. So I think that's a win-win all around. But maybe I'm the only one. So maybe you guys should look into it a little bit further. Okay, so we had so much fun the other day, right? We had so much fun. Uh, <laughs> maybe I did. Um, doing the one word feminist. So I decided we're going to do one word women uh, feminist, one word women senators today. I have three Republicans, three Democrats, because I'm all about the middle, you guys. And um, I wrote them down, but I wrote them down just like the others very quickly, gave them to Sam. She rearranged them. So I have no idea what senator is going to come. I'm going to say one word and one word only. Maybe two words that combined, but that's it. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Senator Baldwin. Um. Oh, what is that word? Um. Uh. Oh my gosh, where you're like the first, like you're the. Uh, oh my gosh, what is that word? Um. Oh, Cause she's the first lesbian. Uh. Um. Oh my God, this is gonna bother me. Uh. Oh, Trailblazer. Trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Dance? Trailblazer. That's Senator Baldwin. Senator Collins. <laughs> wishy-washy. That's that's one word because there's a hyphen. So wishy-washy. I mean. Senator Duckworth. <sighs> um, heroic. She's heroic. Yeah. Senator Stabenow. Ah, <gasps> uh, come on my show. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, uh, I want to say tough AF, like toughest, you know what I mean? Like, just, just yeah, yeah, that's what she, she's most getting tough. Senator Blackburn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this woman. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, cuss words, so I don't want to say that. Um, like, nasty words that I don't like to say. Um... <laughs> Uh, uh, trifling, trifling. She's trifling. Mm -hmm. And last, Senator Ernst. Um, confused. I think she's confused. Yeah. Okay. Way to go. 
Daily Descent with the OG of HRC. Well, well, well. Welcome to the Team Diane Feinstein Club, everyone. Got the cover of the San Francisco Chronicle, got Politico, got The Hill, got... She was the cover for the last few days, all because she came out with a statement that said, I've done everything I can. I've tried to get gun legislation passed. I've tried to get women's rights legislation passed. I tried to get the violence to get women and I couldn't get anywhere. So you know what? I don't know what else we can do, but let's have an open and honest conversation about possibly bringing back the talking filibuster, reforming the filibuster, and let's go from there. I'm all about Senate traditions. However, I don't know what else to do, and I'm genuinely worried about the state of the Senate. She says that magic little press release, and all of a sudden, all of you guys who wanted her to retire, all of you guys who thought she's too old, she doesn't know what she's talking about, she's out of it, she's senile, you know, Schumer apparently had to tell her things multiple times, she has to step down from the Judiciary Committee, well, 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 welcome. It's nice over here, isn't it? 87 years old and still able to say, you know what, I can't move, I can't maneuver in the Senate, so let's talk about reform. You know what that is? That is a rare breed in the United States Senate. That is a woman who is capable of saying, you know what, I fought so long to keep something like the filibuster in place, but it's no longer working. And I may be 87 years old and I may have been in the Senate since 1992, but you know what? I'm flexible. I don't care what you guys say about me. I'm going to do what I feel is right for my state. And that is what she's continuously done her whole career. But I am so glad that now Diane Feinstein's the cool kid in town and all of you all want to pretend and claim and no. I know, and I always see, and the reason that I know is because I am a die-fi, die-hard, ride-or-die. Multiple TikToks, talk about her here all the time, kudos constantly, get mad to support her, believe in her, but welcome. Welcome to the Die-Fi Club. It's mighty fun. Okay, guys, until next time, make sure you check us out on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. And if you want to listen, go ahead and listen on Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Please like, comment. Until next time, OG of the HRC saying welcome to the Die Fi Fan Club.